I'm Nadine. And I'm Chrissy. And you're listening to Side Hugs. Your unofficial Duggar Snark podcast to help you help us feel better about talking shit about a weird-ass family. This episode, we are discussing season four, episode three of Counting On, the Bachelor Pad Makeover. We have a bunch of Duggar siblings hightailing over to Laredo, Texas to make over Jeremy's janky-ass apartment, featuring some of the first on-screen rumblings of some major sexual tension, the stunning transformation of Ben from man to inanimate object, and some truly disturbing images of Derek throwing up on the side of the road that I'd be so happy if I could permanently delete from my memory. Unfortunately, here we are talking about it to all of you. (laughs) And you can't unsee it. And it's so unnecessary in this episode, but we'll talk about it. And kind of like the talking about it is going to be enough, I think. Like you'll be able to see it just from it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I honestly think, like, we have to, like, consider the ethical ramifications of, like, putting this back out there into the world. (laughs) (laughs) Putting it into the universe. I don't think it's fair. (laughs) You know, if we had to watch it, they have to hear about it. (laughs) That's true. We don't have to watch it. Could not fast forward. I try to look for the setting to, like, you know, on YouTube, you can watch things, like, on double speed. Yeah, yeah. Not possible here. No. We just sat there let it happen to us. In all of its glory. (laughs) Yes. But um, before we get into yes. that, uh, we do have our Duggar current events. But even before we get into that, I have to tell you, um, Nadine, we got our first negative Apple podcast review. Color me the fuck shock. Yeah. No, and I'm just honestly I'm just hurt because we had a solid we had a solid five stars, man. And this this took us down a couple notches. We got a one star from somebody named Kate Ball. Okay. I'll read it and then we'll clear some things up. Okay. So the title of the review says no thanks. <clears throat> it says, No, racist bigots do not deserve love racist bigots do not want even basic human rights for minorities and people of color these women are not snarkers they straight up love the duggars and it's gross <laughs> when did how i am just like how did when did we ever no i feel like no, we, we every single time we give like an ounce of not even a compliment do we just give an ounce of like the benefit of the doubt we preface it by saying how much we don't agree with literally everything the duggars stand for and then we end it with the same thing so chrissy those words literally spilled out of my mouth verbatim <laughs> like this is on me this is completely my bad bitches um I literally recall the moment when I said, do racist bigots deserve love? And then I asked you if we should take it out of the episode and we decided to keep it in. Yeah, um, sorry guys, you know. Controversial, we just... but we fucking stand by it. We put the question out there. We're not siding on any, I just put it out there into the world for us to consider. You and did say that. I did say that. <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> um, that is accurate. I think, um, <laughs> Maybe you have to reconsider, you know, you really want to tie your ship to this mast. Or... You know, yeah, I guess this is my, you know, I'm signing off. Goodbye. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can no longer associate your name with this project. No, um, I mean, I got, you, you know, for somebody who's super against the Duggars, which we are, but, you know, maybe we don't always come across that way. Um and that we we kind of try to look at things from like so many different angles. Um, so I kind of get where the I you know I get where the review is coming from. I, do, I just, yeah. yeah, I just wish that it didn't exist. Like, what can you say? 
that said, mm-hmm. we have a lot of political views that we have decided maybe to rein back a little bit. <laughs> this is true. Um, but if you're interested, we might have a special episode where we can go off. I would love to go off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we can go off. We can and we have. Yeah. And um, it seems like some people might be interested in listening to that. So I know, maybe man. it's worth um, putting that in a tidy little episode for them to, for, for us to clarify our stance. And, that, that's not a bad um, idea. Yeah. So yeah. M- maybe thank you, Katie Ball. <laughs> yeah. You've, you've inspired us, really. You've inspired us, and we have shit coming for you. And don't fucking unsubscribe, because um, we got a little we got a little something in the works, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I like that. All right, and so for our official Duggar current event of the week, I thought it would be a good idea to get into Ben being ordained as a pastor officially, because in last week's episode, we kind of speculated on what he had aspired to be and what job he even had, which we weren't even clear if there was anything. And now all of a sudden, since then, the Seawald Instagram page shared that he's officially a pastor at a church. They did not say which church, but um, they shared some pictures of him doing a virtual service at a church with Jessa there. And they said, um... Just rejoicing in God's abundance of mercy and grace as we attend the ordination of Ben as pastor to a precious church. So, huh. Okay, I think he got the side hugs pod bump and, and you know, his congregation became aware of that. Oh, oh obviously, yeah. You're welcome, Ben Sewell. No, I mean, it is like, I think it came out like the day after, but right. I did not expect that from him, honestly. Me either. I didn't even know he was still trying to do that, to be honest. Yeah, like there was no indication beforehand that right. this was something he was pursuing. I think in this episode, we see a little bit of him studying for some like mm-hmm. ministry yeah. program, but this was years ago at this point. I know. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like in the recent years, like, yeah, I don't remember him talking about it at all. So. I've seen people speculate, like, does this mean that they will move to a different house, maybe in, like, connection with whatever church he's working at, or just a bigger house in general? I, I guess it just depends on where the church even is, which they haven't revealed. I mean, I would venture to guess that it is somewhere local, and it's pretty local. Yeah. Like, I really don't foresee, like, a big interstate move for them anytime soon or anything. Right. But even, like, just... A different house. Yeah. They definitely need a. I can't imagine raising three kids, and I think they have like a two-bedroom home. Right, mm-hmm. they do. Tiny, but they need a bigger home for the kids. Like. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Also, okay. The other weird thing about this is that there was no announcement about it on Jess's Instagram or like Ben's personal Instagram, which is very weird. Yeah, you're right, and yeah, not even on his, which is so strange. Well, he doesn't really post on his, but like Jessa posts all the fucking time. Like, yeah. not even that. I don't. I didn't even see anything on like stories or anything that was about it. I mean, I guess her big thing is just being a like quote relatable mom on hers. Do you think that it's going to be a like a plot point on the show later on? Um, it has to. Be. Well, yeah. What else could they? What else do they have going on? Yeah, no, it's really. They don't have a lot right. I mean, fingers crossed, like, not another pregnancy. Cause right. We just can't take the repetition at this point. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's just a lot, a lot of conjecture about why. It just leaves up so much room for interpretation. Like, maybe the shitty one would be, like, Jess is just, like, not good at celebrating his achievements and, like, forgetful about that. But maybe it's, like, 
they want to keep it more low-key. The one thing I'm positive about is that they yeah. don't want to release the name of the actual church. No, because, no way. Because yeah. even, like, his parents didn't. Um, On, like, the official Duggar blog, there's nothing about it. Like, nowhere. So, it's like when, when Jill and Derek went to Central America and, like, did, refused to specify the country. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. They were really concerned about their privacy uh-huh at the same time that they're broadcasting their lives on a literal national tv show uh, right God. but i mean no i understand that i feel like it's also his job which is weird to think about maybe like i don't know i wouldn't want tlc cameras like all up in my literal day-to-day True. Hour, you know? right so if they if it is like a storyline for him next season yeah how much of it will they show then you know but also I also don't think there was any confirmation of this, but he clearly was not like, he's not like a main pastor of a church. Like he has to be like a youth pastor, like an assistant pastor. Do you know anything? Yeah. About that? I don't. Did it say, did it like not say on the, nope. it just said, it just said ordained as pastor. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I know. That's kind of a stretch. Also, like, okay, Baptist churches are notorious for having very lax rules for ordination. Okay. Like, there's other denominations where you have to go to, like, a larger body and, like, prove your knowledge and stuff like that. But independent Baptists play it pretty fast and loose with that. Because that's, like, the whole point. It's, like, they're independent right. and they don't subscribe to, like, a larger structure. Mm-hmm. So I'd be, I'd be interested to learn more about it. But, yeah, okay. So, well, congrats to Ben. Yeah. He was a pastor. Jess is now a pastor's wife. Which, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't see her, like, leaning into that very well, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Um, Should we get into the episode? Yes, let's, okay. let's roll. All right. So, this episode is very ginger and Jeremy heavy, but we do have a little bit on Jill and Derek. They're back in America. We open on them talking about how grateful they are to be back home and how dangerous Central America was for them. And to, you know, kind of explain that, they go for a run because they say they couldn't do that when they were on the mission field. And it's really like, just the scene to show Derek's mysterious condition where he exerts himself physically and it it like produces lots of phlegm and causes him to cough and double over and literally puke on the side of the country road. This was harrowing. (laughs) Harrowing. Like he, he's not only gagging, he fully is vomiting. Yeah. You see it coming out. Like, burping and vomiting on yes. the side of the road with a fucking microphone That's, to him. Like, it's so loud. You hear that every little noise. <laughs> that was the worst part. Yeah. I was, I was like, why the fuck is TLC doing this to me? Why is, why, like, what did we do to deserve this? I really felt like it was karmic retribution for, like, <laughs> investing so much time in such a shit show, you know? Like, right. like this is exactly what we get. <laughs> yeah. And I was so fucking, like baffled that a person would like let that be shown this was just like the most invasive episode of television because we'll talk about it later but they go on to like have a full fucking physical medical physical exam on screen and i'm like these are things i never needed to know right it's almost like they wanted to include jill and derek in the episode they literally had nothing else going on and so this was their big storyline for the episode it's such a non-storyline but yeah they make such a huge huge deal about it okay it's a non-storyline but i detected a lot of like 
hostility and malice. I don't know who was coming from, but I was like, somebody is like doing this to me on purpose. Like, I don't know if it's Derek. I don't know if it's TLC, but somebody was like, fuck you to somebody else. You get what I mean? Like, right. I feel like either TLC was like, fuck you to Derek. We're going to fucking portray you barfing okay. on the side of the road. Okay, sure. Or it was Derek being like, I'm not giving you guys anything besides me barfing on the side of the road. Okay, like, I could, I was like, how long after this did Jill and Derek stop appearing on Counting On? I think it was soon after this because they still didn't have Sam at this point. They only had Israel. Right. And Israel's about, he's pretty big. He's a big boy because they go to the physical and they weigh him and take his height. But I don't know. I want to say six months, eight months, less than a year. Hmm. So this was season four. four. It aired in 2017. So when was Sam born? Okay. He was born in 2017. Sam? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think this was like right as she got pregnant with Sam. Okay. Or was it newly pregnant with Sam? Yeah. Like very, very newly. But maybe like, I don't know. My personal theory is like maybe they were already like on the rocks somehow. Like Derek right. already. Like, there was already rumblings of Derek being, like, super unhappy and wanting to... Yeah, I could see I that. I just feel like this doesn't fucking go on the air unless there's, like, yeah. a major staffing behind the scenes. Like, okay, I like that little, like, conspiracy theory. Like, you and I watch a lot of fucking trash television and mm-hmm. never in my life, you know? That's true. That's true. <laughs> so <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> So somebody uh-huh. has to out for this, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and that's literally, that's all that happened. That's, that's all that happened in Jill and Derek's portion of the episode. They don't interact with anybody, any of the family members, really, do they? Uh, no, no. Yeah. They, go to the, Weird. they do go to the doctor's office later. Yeah. They have these physicals filmed, and yeah. they're trying to get to the bottom of like mm-hmm. what is causing Derek's gagging problem. And of course, we don't get to it from this random family physician that they see. Yeah, But... A lot of people suspected that, I mean, Derek looks a mess in these episodes. Like, something mm-hmm. like that. He recently had jaw surgery, and right. it looks like there were still ongoing issues with that. Yes. He lost an enormous amount of weight. He looks very, very, looks like, gone. frail. Yeah. Gone in these episodes. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were speculating that there was maybe something with, like, the surgery that went wrong that mm-hmm. was causing the health issues or, like potential like medication issues that could have been also exacerbating things that were going on but he also just says that every time he ate he like threw up like yeah i mean like we don't know what was going on behind the scenes but also like i can't imagine not like losing a fuck ton of weight if you're literally barfing every time you eat food and that makes you like not want to eat food right i guess that makes sense um but yeah i mean he does look like he was all he's always been super lanky skinny but um yeah he looks very different sickly almost yeah yeah like clearly he's having like multiple medical issues yes i mean like i do feel kind of bad about that like um i don't like i don't like feel anything but i could see why one might feel bad (laughs) right me I personally would feel bad that you're close to this podcast. Yeah, fucking hang me in the gallows. I think it feels uncomfortable to make fun of a very sickly person. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> out of pair with my bullshit. Um, I mean, he he he's not sick anymore, so it's okay. No, he's not sick anymore. But like, yeah, this man is ill. <laughs> this man is like having issues. Um, oh god. Well, let's let's move on. Okay, so 
The majority of this episode is centered on Ginger and Jeremy. This is around the time that they've they've been engaged for a while. Well, you know, so they're engaged and for all two months. Right, exactly. Uh Ginger and some of the older siblings are going to go to Laredo to kind of get his little bachelor apartment together so it's more suited for a married couple, I guess. Okay, you roll your eyes at that, but that apartment Yeah. It was so fucking janky. I, I know, like, I know. It looked like a meme. Like, there was truly just, like, a brown couch on bare tile, and that was the only furniture he had in his living room. Like, it was bad. Lots of, like, really, like, um, unflattering earth tones throughout the apartment. I was like, damn, Dark did she colors. look like this? Like, it felt so I know, I know. Like, <laughs> um, we'll get to it, but they definitely transform it. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. There is a moment where the siblings are talking about who gets to go and they say how normally Jana would because she's so good with home renovations and stuff like that. But she she says that she feels the need to hold down the fort back home so she doesn't go, which is sad because she's not the parent. She's not Jim Bob. She's not Michelle. But this just adds on to so many people talking about, you know, her staying on at home so long and now because um, she just feels like she has to take care of everybody. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. Happy 31st birthday to uh-huh. Jan and JD. Yes. 31 years, you know, in the Duggar compound in yeah. some way. Yeah. Yeesh. They never addressed at all where Jim, Bob, and Michelle were in this episode. No. It, like, didn't, it didn't even occur to Jesso to be like, she literally said somebody has to hold down the floor. And it like did not occur to her that like no. her parental unit would be tasked with that right. job. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Oof. Yeah. It was weird how like matter of fact it was. Yeah. So it was just like a given. Yeah. It was a yeah. given. Also, I think that like it was clear that Ben, Jessa, Ginger, and Jeremy are like, a click they're their like own a foursome thing. yeah they definitely are mm-hmm. well because uh that's how ginger and jeremy met right through ben is that right so the story goes and i'm yeah. really but yeah <laughs> they do goes. they do be saying that <laughs> <laughs> they, they be saying a lot of things yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i guess it's that like yeah they met in san antonio actually through like some of jeremy's friends like pastoral Right. student buddies and that's how he and ben met and then jessa claims that when she saw him the first thing that she thought about was like he'd be perfect for ginger and it's like yeah the fuck right that's not I what know. you thought no no uh, apparently according to the duggar family lore <laughs> Jessa saw this man and immediately thought i'm going to introduce him to my sister ginger so now anything good that happens between ginger and jeremy forever they can thank jessa because if it wasn't for her they wouldn't be together. God. And all their fucking also like marital problems. <laughs> they can blame on right. Them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For bringing them together. Oh, yeah. We, okay, we see a little bit in the first scene when they're getting ready to go to Laredo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I obviously, I think that that friendship between Jess and Ginger is really genuine. And I think it's like one of the only genuine sure. friendships that we see between siblings mm-hmm. on the show ever. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to think. Who have we ever seen with a joy like that? Or who have we ever seen with Jill like that? With Jill, it was no one. And with Joy, it was kind of the boys. Cause she yeah. Because she was in, yeah. And they were very, They, I think they still are pretty close with her. This is like, it's really apparent when she starts courting and gets engaged and marries all in like the span of two episodes. Because yeah. like the brothers are featured a lot in the interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So... Jessa and Ben and Ginger, they're at the airport. They're getting ready to leave. They have 
tons of bags that just says taking control to rearrange so they don't have to pay extra. The bags are so heavy because she packed a ton of like home decor for Jeremy's apartment, including tools and hardware, which, okay, like is not a bad idea, but they have just so much shit. They say like 11 bags or something. Yeah, they yeah. brought 11 bags, yeah. 11 50 pound bags to Laredo. Oh, wild. Okay. Maybe we'll include this in the pod, maybe we won't. But like okay. whenever I see scenes of the Duggars moving into a new place or like doing a big project, mm-hmm. that is literally some of the only times in my life where I'm literally jealous. I'm like, yeah, oh, for sure. So fucking nice. Like, do you know how hard it is to move into places by yourself January 1st, first of the month, like hauling ass across Brooklyn right. to like Ugh. get your trash bags filled with clothes into a new apartment? Like, it is heinous right and so and it's like i don't like jeremy does like i don't have friends who own moving trucks no and like i don't have parents who have furniture in their warehouse no i just feel like logistically things are pretty fucking easy when you have that many fucking people who are orders and have llc's in their name and weird warehouses and assets and shit like that like oh yeah and i get jealous they're just like giving stuff to you just lending their help no questions asked one of the only times where i'm truly like fuck damn if only i had 19 fucking siblings in this world like, <laughs> I know. that's why it was such a big deal honestly i thought when jill and derek moved into their house and hired professional movers and didn't get their family to help yeah but that's when i knew there was a rift i was like oh fuck if you're if you're paying fucking four thousand dollars probably right and not using the free labor of your entire family. Like, there must be something going like on. a really good tell. You're right. Just because moving is a bitch and heinous and I hate it. Oh, God. I know. We do have some funny comment. Not funny. We do have some commentary from Jessa when Ginger and Jeremy side hug at the airport. In her talking head interview, she, she just compares her and Ben kind of to them and talks about how hands-off she and Ben were when they were courting. And how much more affectionate and, quote, huggy Ginger and Jeremy are. I mean, she does say, like, teach their own, but I don't know. Is she judgy? I think that what we can clearly see is, like, her facial expressions are not at all <laughs> matching up with the words that are like coming that. out of her mouth, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because on her face, there's nothing but, like, contempt and superiority. Yeah. And as she delivers, per- like, the perfect you know line of like Uh you know everybody in this family gets to set their own rules and we Uh do think that like they honor god in their own way you know and like as she's like giving the bitchiest look on the planet you know that's a good point yeah so like and she does that a lot like in general uh, all the fucking Mm -hmm. time yeah like gay respects (laughs) game no i think she's like she is masterful at saying the exact opposite of what she actually right is telegraphing on her face I sure think. and saying and just like you said like delivering the perfect line the right line saying what she should say she would have been and absolutely was the perfect child actress and like mm-hmm. doesn't she give off vibes of kind of mm-hmm. overgrown like ex-child star who like yeah. is still hitting their mark and knows other lines I like but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it does something to you it corrodes you know right all right uh we okay then we have a shot of some of the other duggar kids guessing i'm rolling my eyes guessing the what texas is known as what state is it and they say the state of the cowboys the get her done state the bread bowl of america someone finally guesses the lone star state it's just like another one of those moments where they just are 
so dumbfounded, but like on purpose, it seems. We know that Jim Bob does this very well. And it's just a lot of these talking heads are kind of like that. Like in the last episode we watched where they have to describe what rap music is. They are so fucking annoying. They're really the yeah. worst segments on these shows. Uh-huh. I really do think it was like the producers being like, we have to find an extra three to five minutes to just kind of like insert something here. Yeah. Yeah. They're really, they're so boring. Oh, also, I, I think we should note that like, this is still season four. And I think with the last episode two that we watched, it was also season four. There's no, Jim, Bob and Michelle don't make an appearance in this. No. Which Did, I prefer. Okay. So yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, this was counting on where it was just supposed to be about like the older daughters and mm-hmm. their families. So I guess now, like in present day counting on Jim, Bob and Michelle are definitely on their way more um a lot of people just say it's basically um 19 kids and counting again but yeah at this time i guess they were still um marketing it as like without them or i do remember like i don't actually okay i actually don't remember the season where they came back but the first time seeing them back on my screen i had like a very pretty visceral reaction i was like yeah. no wrong direction like wrong fucking way right yeah but derek has told us as much i think he alleged that like he's gone on record on twitter not on record. He's got on Twitter <laughs> to say that um he didn't want to be a part of like 19 kids and counting. And then someone corrected him and was like, don't you mean counting on? Yeah. And he said that it was just the same show, the same contracts and everything was just a different name, which like Damn. he does feel tea sometimes. And I'm so fucking thankful. I for the know. I know. <laughs> like, I, drama. I want more. But, I mean, I could totally see that them like literally having the exact same production crew operating mm-hmm. the exact same way essentially having the same show but calling it something different yeah, and then like sure. trying to repackage it a little bit yeah i mean i've heard people speculate and i i sure it won't happen but just saying people speculate now that since jim bob and michelle are so much more like present on the show do you think they'll ever try to have josh on i think that no, I think it's like yeah. pretty clear Josh can't come back. Right, no way. There's no way to gracefully do that, to, to successfully do that. But I do think that what they're maybe, if they're thinking long-term, like mm-hmm. in terms of like the long game, what they're trying to do is maybe reintegrate some of the girls who are still living at the Duggar yeah. compound. Like it's so like nauseating to think about the fact that like Johanna is 16, 15 or whatever. But yeah. I think they're probably doing this in anticipation of like, oh, in a couple of years, she'll give us storylines with courting and marriage. and Yeah. And then, you know, with the younger girls as time goes on, I can see them trying to like angle it that way, you know? Yeah. I try to ensure longevity. I mean, they're all, the kids left are almost at least teenagers. Josie is 11, which is crazy. Josie still looks like very, very young. Obviously, she was born at literally twenty weeks, so she yeah. doesn't. But it's weird to think that she's already like eleven. I know. And also, like I've heard people say, she kind of sometimes like acts babyish because she's like the spoiled baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you know, like kids like that. I couldn't even imagine the youngest of that many kids like being baby by, by by like eighteen older siblings. I know. How many siblings do you have? I have um, one, but. Remember, my dad was the youngest of 11. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's a fucking shit show. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I knew there was a lot of siblings somewhere there. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. a ton. Um, 
I secretly feel kind of bad for these families like Alyssa Bates, who they have like four girls and they clearly like want a boy so badly. And right. they keep having kids. Yeah. And it's like they're gonna end up with like seven girls. Oh you literally can't control that. Like <laughs> I know. No way. God. All right. So the Duggars, Ginger, Jessa, a couple of the other ones are at Jeremy's like apartment trying to figure out how they're going to move things around. And we have this like fight, not fight, but big ordeal with, between Jessa and Jeremy about his bookshelves needing to be moved to make room. Um, they want to use his office as like a future guest room. And so we have like, like a tug of war between these two. It's completely yeah. non-visible. It's conducted entirely over like eye contact and like very intense eye contact. Yeah. Like you people like on Reddit and stuff always, not always, but often say that they think Jessa sometimes wishes she could have been with someone like Jeremy instead of Ben. I don't think that's the case because I can't imagine her strong personality with another like strong personality. Like she, she needs someone like Ben. I think they're very similar, like right. Jessa and Jeremy, in terms of just like how they present themselves to the mm-hmm. world and like how they interact with other people. They're both very, like you said, assertive people. Yeah. And they go to basically this entire episode was them going toe to toe over like minute little things. And it's like Ginger was just there, like completely silent in the background. Yeah. With ben, Ben yeah. faded. There's no, yeah, like, no. There's even lose track of Ben. I, there's even a scene where, um, Ginger kind of makes like a cringy face and like ducks away while Jessa and Jeremy are like still like going back and forth. That girl is literally so fucking conflict averse. She has no yeah. like tools in her arsenal for like healthy conflict resolution. Yeah. She's you can tell like no, she looks like crazy frightened about it. Mm-hmm. It's so weird that Jessa and Jeremy are fighting so hard over an apartment that is literally Ginger's and Jeremy's, you know? It has like right. nothing. Obviously, like Jessa gets so much more screen time than Ginger. Mm-hmm. Ginger gets sure. like a couple of lines in every like other scene or so when she That's talks about how she got married. Uh-huh. But it was so odd for that reason. To be fair, I didn't see, not in this episode at mm-hmm. least, a lot of very overt sexual tension beyond no, yeah. right but i there are episodes that you and i have both watched like the one where they're in san antonio we're like okay it's it builds from there i really do think this is the impetus for something you're like uh-huh. i don't know they obviously like to argue yeah they both think they're very good at it they like to go toe-to-toe over this but it's just the differences in particular between jessa and ginger couldn't be more stark than in this episode oh for sure for sure and and you know people say that they think jeremy likes the almost meekness of ginger too so again like just going back to what i said before like where would jessup like does she wish she would have ended up with jeremy or someone like jeremy no just like i don't think he could have done well married to someone like her but i do see i don't know this not connection but this thing they have similar personalities yeah. and Jeremy, who was always like literally described in interviews as like Jess's sidekick literally married somebody almost exactly like yeah. Jessa who she you know yeah. kind of applied yep. herself to growing up mm-hmm. and Jessa married somebody who in disposition and like attitude is pretty easygoing in the same way that Ginger was like That's I really do point. think that, 
Yeah. They like replaced that each like other. Yeah. each other because they maybe were codependent in some ways. Yeah. Like who isn't? Like but, their their best friend, companion in the family yeah. with yeah, their spouse. Yeah. And I mean I know. I'm not a doctor. I don't I wouldn't say that that like dynamic between Jessa and Ginger was the healthiest probably right. either of them but like it was there and it was present mm-hmm. and it was probably like the closest most like influential relationship they had throughout their entire like yeah. adolescence and like growing up like I can't imagine that either of them were closer to any other person in the family than they were to each other yeah that's probably very that that's true I mean just like sisters in general can be very close and then when your siblings are like your only friends as well and your classmates and just your, yeah. And when you're like that far removed from your parental unit, where sure. you don't really get like and you're that. Kind of, you cling to each other. Yeah. We've talked about it before, how like as bustling as the Duggar household seems, like it also seems like a lonely mm-hmm. household to be in and not a particularly outwardly affectionate one. Yeah. You know? Agreed. I think it, it's actually, it's going to be interesting to see because now it's sort of like Jessa is not following in Ginger's footsteps, but like hmm. Ginger's already been like a pastor's wife or yeah. like a wannabe, a, a wife of a wannabe pastor for like a while. Right. I wonder if Jessa feels like, I don't know, for the first time she's like following after something Ginger's doing, you know? Yeah. And not the way around. Hey, yeah. Oh God, this family. I think it's just like five girls who are that close an age and that all older in this family where they were forced to take on these parental responsibilities. There's no way it's not crisscrossed with all these jealousies and sure. animosities. Yeah, and like it's love. only natural. It's only natural. And yeah. when you think about what a like pressure cooker that house mm-hmm. was competition too. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean when they do different things, they are competitive in general. Yeah. But yeah, the competition behind closed doors. Yeah. I okay. I honestly see and it from like the little bits that we're getting in this episode just like there is like a lot of love between Jessa and Ginger. Yeah. She's she's also like the first one to move away from Arkansas. Yeah. Um, except for Josh, but Right. Um, yeah, I mean there's one point where Jessa even says she wishes that Ginger didn't have to go as soon as she's gonna have to leave. Can she wait a little longer? So yeah, we definitely Yeah see that. But did you catch like after like right afterwards she was like, No, but I understand why they don't wanna wait and I've been yeah. there before too and i'm like okay we get it also you notice this too but it is pretty fucking evident in this episode like ginger is like she's melted she's oh my puddle gosh. of emotion and lust and oh yeah eyes. the adoring gaze is very very alive with this one so it's actually oppressive and i think it's like well, it's like when I was like a teenager and I would, you know, have crushes, like that's how I would act ish. This is her first time she's able to express anything like that. It's just all of these emotions and hormones. It's just like running wild. The reason it feels like we've also talked about whether Ginger was more obviously horny for Jeremy or hmm. Joy for Austin. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference between the two is that like, one was obviously pretty equally reciprocated and one definitely was not to the same extent. Do you know what I mean? Wait, which one was not Jeremy? I did not see him as like, as horny for her as like anything for her. He just, I, well, I mean, I guess 
if I had to guess, I mean, only because he's a little bit older and definitely more experienced. So this isn't his first relationship or first partner at all. So maybe, maybe that's why he could like control it a little bit, I guess. Yeah. He's like a normal adult. Yeah. Yeah. Relationship that he thinks is going to be normal. Uh Right. No, that's definitely true. It really is a different, he's like, there's, there's a world of difference between their yeah. responses and, like, attitudes toward this. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I think, what like, the one issue that best exemplifies the ridiculous dynamic that's going on between the four of these people, libidinally, actually, just kind of, like, physically, is um, the argument that they're having over this painting that Jeremy has that he feels very precious about and he doesn't want... Yes. You know, he doesn't want the painting to be hid away in a closet somewhere like his mm-hmm. books were. Um, a friend of his got it for him in college, he said? No, here's the thing. He oh, said okay. it was from a friend of his, yeah, maybe from college, who traveled Europe a lot. <laughs> okay. It's not like this painting was, like, from Europe. It's not like this painting was... It was, like, definitely not an original. We can like, get that on the original, right no. Now. But the way he he talks about it and acts with it you would think you would, it's literally a print of a Rembrandt yeah. painting that yeah. a, a friend of his who traveled in Europe got for him years oh, ago for sure. so many steps removed from like an actual piece of like uh-huh. like an actual piece of value yeah. you know that it's ridiculous that he's making such a fucking big deal about this he really is acting like it's the fucking holy grail and to put it anywhere other than on his like front door like the uh-huh. person who in, it would be like an absolute travesty like crime against art you know exposing how bereft of culture they are you know right he's literally so fucking pretentious oh god i know other than being like so horny for his books he's definitely like hard up to keep this out he's fighting for it there's literally no indication of any personal connection that he has to this particular painting or like why he's moved aesthetically by it because i assure you he's not it is just like you said like kind of like a status symbol for him like an intellectual like you know yeah of like this is how learned i am as a man right it's really fucking obnoxious Mm -hmm. yeah it really doesn't seem like it's anything about the painting itself whatever yeah but okay here's also something that i noticed do you when ginger's talking about it in the interviews She's like, yeah. And then, you know, Jeremy and Jessa started finding about his, and she kind of stutters before she says Rembrandt. And like, you can tell she's really thinking about like how to pronounce it properly because of course, school, the dining room table didn't really expose her to like no art history. In no, the way it was. You know, I definitely caught that. And I feel like, do you remember when after Ginger gave birth to Felicity in interviews, she started saying like, she started really emphasizing the last syllable on it in a, in a way that was like very distracting. She'd be like, "Yeah, me, Felicity, Felicity, yes, all yes. the time." And it was it sounded so unnatural and like so forced. Uh-huh. And I saw somebody speculating that I think they were making a joke that, that they were like, "You know what? It seems like it seems like someone probably corrected her, corrected her about it, uh. and then she's being overly like." intentional about it and like really overthinking like her own fucking daughter's name of course we literally have no proof for this but it does seem like ginger first of all is a little bit like rightfully insecure about the lack of education yeah and that 
Jeremy would be fucking insufferable about correcting her about shit oh, like this. For you know? sure. Yeah. Ugh, I hate that. Really solid, healthy dynamic for a flourishing marriage. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I, I can definitely see that happening. First of all, with so the, could with I. The and then with the uh, Rembrandt thing of her being like, oh, fuck, like, how do I say it? Like, did I do it correctly? Like, yeah. Let me get this right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Jessa pronounced fuck i don't even think i did but justice certainly maybe didn't pronounce it correctly or whatever in the interviews and then also just really didn't give a fuck about it right yeah again i feel like it just highlights the disparity in terms of like self-assuredness there you know Mm -hmm. and confidence and yeah not not confidence because like they're both i don't know just the, the fact that like jessa doesn't give a fuck you know like and like ginger really gives so many fucks about yeah like, what this man thinks of her and her intellect oh for sure he's like her whole world at this moment you know ever since that rumor of like her hiding the twilight book <laughs> yeah she was channeling a lot of twilight energy <laughs> that you know i could see that borderline problematic like uh okay absolutely attachment. okay 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 attachment yeah attachment obsession yeah. just like yeah. idolization of this guy who's actually like not that cool right right a lot of projection going on on all sides here <laughs> last thing about okay. ben yeah I, well, we already talked about it, but this entire episode, he claims that, like, he packed a bunch of books and he claimed that he was, like, studying for something. Yes. And then we see him almost not at all in this episode, but the times that we do, he was, like, on a couch, shielding his face. Yeah. Trying to, like, block out the cameras and Spurgeon and Jeremy and Ginger and his wife and the cameras, like. Yeah. I don't think he got anything done, but why oh. did, he, did he try valiantly? Well, I, I, Joy was there as Spurgeon's babysitter, clearly. But as I was gonna say, I feel like Ben was just there to like watch after the baby, even though he had schoolwork. Because yeah, Jessa wasn't doing it. No, oh no. It's a good question. That I think that you had raised beforehand. Like, where did they all sleep? I know. Did they all stay at the apartment? They they couldn't have. Okay, I thought there was like some throwaway line that Jeremy made about like, oh, I've never had this many people stay in my apartment before or i can't remember if he said like come over or i i i'm not sure but i don't know how they could all stay there with a baby yeah because it was the seawalds and then joy and jason right and they're like weird about like bed sharing and room sharing and like yeah i don't think they could have stayed there no i honestly think tlc paid for like a cushy hotel oh i could see that yeah, right, definitely. Like, like, the crew also, yeah, exactly. Like next door to the crew and like the camera people. Yeah, so, no, yeah, they didn't stay with him because when they go to the airport, Jeremy meets them there when they leave. And he says that like he, he didn't want to, he had a hard time getting out of bed that morning. He says that. So obviously like they weren't at his apartment. I really don't think that they were. No, no way. Um, Do we want to talk airport? Yes. Okay. So the morning that Ginger and everybody are leaving Laredo, it looks like Jeremy meets them at the airport. And (laughs) Jeremy says that it was difficult getting out of bed. And Ginger looks so smitten and starts one of her babe moments, probably thinking that he meant 
it was hard to get out of bed because he didn't want to say goodbye to her. But then he like interrupts her to say that he had trouble getting out of bed because everything is so different in his apartment now, which is so funny. Squashing the sweet moment. Yes. That you're, like, created so up in her head. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like in that instance, she says something and there's like no recognition that oh. registers on his face of like oh yeah my fiance is trying to do something oh no like, it's like a cute moment that i should maybe try to like give her right here you know no he wants to get out his little comment so bad he just keeps talking yeah he does yeah he does want to keep talking and ginger just wants to keep looking up at him with uh-huh. big bambi eyes of hers that are those big raccoon bambi eyes <laughs> raccoon, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. the eyeliner is thick there's more than one shot of her like applying it in the mirror this yes. episode oh, yeah. and then like looking back and then like smiling because she'd done such a good job and I'm like honey no <laughs> you'll learn soon enough yes but yeah uh, they finally have to say goodbye at the airport mm-hmm. ginger is frothing at the mouth obviously cannot kiss her beloved yes. he's not really paying her the attention no. she, she deserves and yeah it's like pretty annoying and um I kind of, okay, I kind of always pay attention to who people say bye to or hi to last. Yeah, okay. Because I have a secret theory that that's the person who's, like, first and foremost on their mind that they okay. want to, like, play it cool and not yeah, reveal. Yeah, yeah. Because I do that. Does he say goodbye to, <laughs> yeah. does he say goodbye to Jessa last? Yes, he, he says bye to every adult first, yeah. even though Jessa is, like, right in front of him. And then he says bye to Jessa. Mm. And then he's like, bye to Spurgeon. So maybe Spurgeon is ultimately his favorite of the bunch. As we've but he knows an extension of Jessa. So that goes back to him. That's true. <laughs> Are That's, you right? No, but it is weird because, like, Jessa's the closest person to him and he hugs everybody else. Yeah. I think he's been Ginger before and, like, Joy and Ben and, like, all the other Duggars there. And then says bye to Jessa whilst avoiding eye contact. Mm. Same and, I fully believe, like, I don't think it's a stretch to assume that Ginger at least one time has thought, yeah. hey, is there something there? Or, yeah, like, sure. hey, yeah, am I missing something here? Yeah. You know, like, I am absolutely positive that it has crossed her mind at least yeah. one time in her life, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, but until they are reunited, which they actually are very shortly after this. How long is the wedding after this? Not too long. Like, two months. Two months after yeah. this. And then I think two months after that. The foursome reunites in San Antonio. Okay. Okay. Yeah. With Henry. Yeah. All right. So that is it for this episode. Do you have any final thoughts about this one? You know, my biggest takeaway and something that will haunt my dreams and my nightmares is uh, Derek gagging and gulping into his mic pack. Yeah. You and I both. Yeah. And now every single other listener of this pod (laughs) have that seared into their sense memory. Just know that that's out there for you whenever you need a little pick me up in the day. It's there. Look at the clip. (laughs) All right. uh, We will be back next Wednesday. But before then, be sure to follow us on Instagram at SideHugsPod and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. Snap on, Mother Duggars. (laughs) 